Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. <laughs> it's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? This week's sesh, we're going to get into the solar phase. We've approached the final phase of Aries season, so we want to talk a little bit about that. We're going to get into the lunar phase, which is a waxing quarter square as I record this session. And then also as I record this session, we have a, the Jupiter and Neptune conjunction exacting at 23 degrees, which we've been talking about the last few weeks, but I want to get into that a little bit more this week. And uh, I also want to talk about the nodes a little bit more. We have a couple of aspects that are hitting, a couple transits that are coming into exact as well in these next few days as the moon continues to wax. So, and then last but not least, I want to share a little bit more about myself. And uh, I've got a special drop for you. All right, so let's get into it, okay? Here we go. All right, so as I record this session, the moon is squaring the sun in Aries as Aries is approaching its final 10 degrees, which, you know, I love to talk about the beginning, middle, ending phases. And so having a final phase of Aries is... Interesting, you know, like I started this podcast at the final phase of of Pisces season, and I love talking about the evolution that can be seen through the zodiac. The Pisces energy is really reflecting of that beginning phase, that conception, the point of conception or conceiving or imagining or starting to dream and envision. And that energy is really, it's being heightened right now because Neptune and Jupiter, we've talked so much about, are at home in Pisces and they're in Pisces together right now. But it's cool to think about the evolution of the chart because that Pisces brings forth the the dream, the envision, the envisioning of what we're trying to conceive or bring to life. And then the Aries is the spark of the life. The Aries season is very much that engaging in the will to live, the will to thrive, the will to grow and shine. And so it's really, really beautiful when you look at the evolutionary cycle of the Zodiac, because we can learn so much from each cycle. And as I said before, it was a very intentional thing to start the podcast in that final phase of Pisces because it is like that, okay, final dream setting before we begin a new cycle. Like I've talked about the, the astrological new year that occurs in that Pisces or in the Aries season as it begins. So right now we're at this place where the final phase of the Aries of that spark, that will to live is really being finessed. So anytime you're in a final phase, you can start to round, you can start to kind of come into this place again of like, okay, what have we gained? It's it's really a time of reflection and synthesis. So it's like we've been applying, we've been really 
you know, working on applying the ideas or the skills or the dream or the vision or just the lessons that we've learned. And then in the final phase, it's like final exams, like show your work, show what you've learned, embody it, really live it. And so, I mean, I, this, this thing, this beginning, middle, eight, um, middle and end phasing is applicable in all of the cycles. So to really understand, again, where we're at in time and space of the cycle is one of the best things we can do for tuning ourselves and really starting to live in rhythm. So a final phase of Aries is the 19 degrees to 29 degrees of the air of the sign of Aries. Um, the sun is in there is at 19 today. And it's just again, giving us this last these last few days, it's like about 10 days or so nine or 10 days, where the sun will finish its Aquarian lesson, or it's a Aries lessons, excuse me. So the Aries lessons, I believe, have a lot to do with this ability to identify ourselves a little bit more, this ability to nurture ourselves. And as I talked about last week, we had that new moon in Aries, and it was conjunct Mercury and Chiron. So the sun, the moon, Mercury and Chiron were all in Aries. And there was a lot of I was having a lot of conversation around the self healing and really taking that up a notch as far as like, reaching for a level where we can start to own our own healing, own our own presence, starting to communicate from that healthy and vibrant place, and really just honoring ourselves, starting to listen to ourselves more and letting that that spark, that will that we have for living come through in a way where it's very potent and instinctual, working with that intuition that we talked about in the moon last week. So this is a like final phase, Aries get in rhythm. Okay, so play with that and see because one thing I'm really excited about is that as we start to progress through the zodiac with this podcast, I hope that you start to create your own observations and correlations. I hope that you get your own understanding and your own relationship to these, these various archetypes, you know, like, we all have, we all possess like some form of the of each zodiac and whether or not we have a planet or aspects in there is what would bring one of what what would bring those out more in our personality or in our experience. However, like I said, we all have, we all possess an Aries and we all possess like in our natal chart, a first house. And so the first house is the Aries house and it's all about the self. So loving the self, acknowledging the self, actually, it's just like, it's just is all about the self. There's not even a having to try or do anything. It's like a full on unapologetically me presence for life, for will, for the for the drive to keep going through the evolutionary process. So feel into that because in a few, you know, within another week or so, we'll be creeping towards the Taurus sign and That'll be interesting too because we'll have the, you know, we'll have an eclipse towards the end of April and we'll be in Taurus. The nodes are in Taurus. There's a lot of, and Uranus is as well. There's a lot of stuff happening with the Taurus energy. So more on that later. So next I want to talk about the, the lunar phase. So the lunar phase that we're experiencing right now that we have, if you looked up today, you would see a half moon. It's a waxing first quarter square is what they call it. And on the waxing phase 
of the moon, it's always going to be the right side of the moon illuminated. And I talked about this on the last over the last moon cycle. And again, the more you practice, the more you observe, hopefully you're getting more inspiration and your own kind of feedback on this. But the, the, the quarter squares have been really potent for me in the last couple of years. They've helped me to really understand the nature of the square itself. And many people have squares in their charts. If you don't, don't worry about it. But if you, you know, well, you can look up your chart and see. But the the thing about a square is that, or a half moon, is it's half illuminated. And so it's sort of this, like, could go either way. I could grow towards a full or I can wane towards the new. And on a waxing phase, it's encouraging us to grow towards the new. And so half moons are always these moments or squares are these moments where we have to take action or we have to make a choice a little bit as far as like how to continue and how to progress. So with the moon in right now, the moon is in the sign of cancer at 19 degrees. This is as of April 9th actually. And it's sort of, it's, it's in um, the sign of cancer as I record this, but it's going to be exacting at 19 degrees on April 9th as the sun is at 19 degrees in Aries. And so we have the sun and the moon squaring one another between the signs of Aries and cancer. Now it's really interesting because those this is what they would call a cardinal square and a cardinal the cardinal signs really do in the zodiac they really do represent beginning phases. And so like we've talked so much about Aries it's the beginning of spring. Well, the sign of Cancer is the beginning of summer. So that's kind of a little helpful tool if you ever if you start to learn the zodiac you can start to see how the cardinal signs all square one another the fixed signs do and the mutable signs do. Right now with the moon in Cancer, it's actually quite at home in Cancer. The the moon is the ruling quote-unquote planet or celestial body of the sign of Cancer. So it's all about emotion. It's all about security. It's all about home, foundation, um, nurturing, intuition, sensing, subtle, subtleties. It's also very sensitive and emotional. Um, and so that's kind of a, you can feel how that Aries drive and the head first vibe of Aries can be squared by an emotional piece or an intuitive, like again, we talked about the moon last week. There is a balance between instinct and intuition that I really want to start playing with. Like that's been a big message this Aries season with that moon. And just even as I'm talking right now, I'm like, this is kind of important because like I said last week. Aries or instinct is different than intuition. One is going more with the mind. The other one's going more with the emotions or the heart, you know, so head and heart, butting heads a little bit, trying to figure out who's going to win. And again, it's like if we can learn more of more about coordinating and tuning in and finding harmony in whether it's a square or an opposition I think that this is going to be a really, this is how we work the transit. So really understanding as this moon continues through the sign of cancer and and waxes a little further towards a waxing gibbous than um, towards a full moon. Hopefully we can start to feel how we can use our intuition a little bit more to help back the instinct and use our instinctual nature to help us to trust more in our intuition and in our guidance. So I think they can be really helpful if we use them right. 
All right. That's my, that's what I'm going to play with. And so that waxing first quarter square is basically another one. I want everyone to just like as much as you can, whether or not you're thinking about the zodiac or the, the astrology of it, the astronomy or the lunar phase study is just seriously, it is such a profound and beautiful practice. And it's been a really great gift in helping me to ground and find my inner balance and in, in, in a way where I feel in tune with nature and myself. And so when anyone asks me, and I'll always say this, but when anyone asks me where do they start with this, some of this stuff, I always say, look up at the moon. And it's not always going to be out at night. Sometimes it's out in the day, depending on where it's at in its phase. And so you know, it's just kind of fun and you can look for it or you can just, you know, be happily, pleasantly surprised when you see the phase, but like acknowledge the phase a little bit. It's like, oh, right side lit, we're waxing. So, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Neptune and Jupiter conjunction in Pisces. It's um, been, it's been coming close for, it's been coming up to its exact conjunction over the last few weeks. I've been talking about it almost every single week. It's a really special, it's a special and unique alignment and moment and time because we haven't had this connection, this these two planets in the sky near one another in the sign of Pisces since 1856. And that's pretty profound when you think about it. Neptune moves at a pace that we basically won't in a life in a human life expectancy we won't we sh- we won't actually see a complete neptune cycle going returning from to where it was when we were born which i think is really interesting too you know like jupiter returns to the place that it was when you were when we were born every 12 years so it takes approximately 1 year for jupiter to cycle around the sun and so that's like really profound when you think about it, that these two planets have come together. They've been coming together in the sign of Pisces. And as of April 8th, basically, they will be, as I record this, actually, they're exacting (laughs) at 23 degrees. And so just think about the number 23 too. There might be some connections that you have with with the number 23, or even if you have 23 degree in your chart somewhere. Looking at that, particularly if it's an immutable sign like Pisces, um, Virgo, and Sagittarius, and yeah, Pisces. So, um, oh yeah, I forgot about it. I forgot about Gemini, <laughs> the mutable signs. So basically, if you have twenty three degrees, those are making some. Those are making squares. If you're, if it's a mutable sign, if it's a if it's a water sign that you have a 23 degree in, it's trining this exact. So that's kind of cool. If you know your chart, you should check it out and see if there's a connection there. This will be a little bit more, this like little insight I'm about, I'm about to drop will be a little more relevant if you have something at 23 degrees or near 23. I just think that's interesting because the 23 has been coming up and I'll tell you why. So First, I just want to reiterate a little bit of my interpretation of the Jupiter and Neptune conjunction in Pisces. My my relationship that I have with it and my understanding is that, yes, there's a lot of 
illusion and delusion and confusion in the global perspective and the Jupiter is amplifying that. But there's also a lot of love and envisioning and dreaming and seeding the future with this connection. And as I've said before in the past, these two planets are at home in the sign of Pisces, which is the watery, they call it the watery planet, but it's actually mostly gas, which is interesting too. But it's very deep. The The interpretations a lot that people apply to Neptune or Pisces is it's like deep ocean. It's deep ocean stuff. And you can look at it in this way that like with that, uh, with that, symbol if you actually saw the symbol of pi of neptune on the chart you would it looks like a triton i always recognize it as a tuning fork it's this higher vibrational frequency it's a higher consciousness it's the super consciousness it could even represent god consciousness if you choose to use that word or not the idea of really being able to be so expansive and so vast and encompassing of all that is one of my other favorite phrases to to represent this Piscean and Neptunian energy is that it's unconditional love. It's unbound. It's free. The Nept or the Jupiter planet, this planet Jupiter also carries this freedom and liberation type of energy. So I feel like this is just a, a real opportunity to allow ourselves to to strive and thrive for a higher consciousness, a higher awakening a, a higher capacity to love a broader perspective to be able to to be open-minded and open-hearted and truly free truly sovereign you know if you look back at the 1850s you'll see that a lot of the upcoming basically that is a lot of the events that happened in a in the united states world stage is that there was a lot of precursors basically happening to the civil war and you could you could do your some more research on that. I highly recommend for everybody. If you're inspired, you should get more information. You know, this is what this is all about: is talking about ideas and philosophies and seeing if we can't make sense of the world we're living in and tune in a little bit deeper. Um, but it's like it's always fascinating for me to see when these. I mean, we've had some really big um, astrological transits that have occurred in the last two and a half years that haven't happened in, in hundred years, 500 years, 2000. I mean, it's like intense when you think about all the Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn and Neptune, these planets have really been doing, um, getting a little revisiting to some old points. And, the way that I look at that is when you observe these cycles in history, we can gain information and recognize that we're, again, we're living in spiralic time. And so we're not, even though the alignment or the numbers are in the correct or in the similar placement, the experience is not going to be, it never can be. And so it's this idea of how, again, can we evolve from where we were into where we're going? And that really brings up the um, the nodes. Like just when I say that, I automatically think of the nodes of the moon. And I want to talk about them because they're actually making some interesting tr aspects to this Jupiter and Neptune conjunction. So first of all, I just want to reiterate, I want to make actually a correction because last week I said um, that the sun or that the nodes of the moon were points in 
space where the sun and the earth cross, and it's actually where the sun and the moon cross paths. So I want to reiterate that because it can be confusing since I'm just speaking and you can't necessarily see diagrams of the nodes of, of the earth, I mean, of the, of the sun and the moon's orbits in order to determine like that cross of where those two orbits meet is what they consider the nodes of the moon, which are they're not a physical thing. It's a space in time, which whew, that's deep in itself. But every what happens when those t- the sun and the earth and the moon cross paths with the earth is that we have eclipses. And so they happen, to, you know, I'm going to get more into the eclipses in the next coming weeks. But what's important for I feel like what's important for us to recognize is that the nodes of the moon are really pivotal in my understanding, the eclipses are pivotal in sort of shaping the thought process and the ideas that we want to follow through in the, these archetypical energies in order to be able to evolve, in order to be able to continue moving forward into the future. And so again, like I was saying with the Jupiter and Neptune, we're in this, we're reaching this place where we can love and dream and expand and get more free, more sovereign, more creative and expressive through, through super conscious and spiritual ways, really pathways. And then we have the nodes of the moon that are actually in the sign of Scorpio is the south node, it's a water sign, and then Taurus is the north node, which is an earth sign, which is sextiling. So we have a trine and a sextile of the nodes to these, to this Neptune-Jupiter conjunction. And what I want to say about that is, again, I feel like this, the Taurus, north node in Taurus is truly asking us to tune our sensory system, to find, it's actually, Venus is the planet of Taurus and it's love, it's money, it's appreciation, it's beauty, it's aesthetics, it's possessions, it can be art. And so that that Taurus energy supporting with the Neptune and the Jupiter is a really cool angle, I think. It gives us an opportunity to really revel in our nervous in our sen- in our sensory system and again use it to dream big. I mean, I my big prayer for anybody that's making art and music and visual healing, sound healing, any type of healing really right now is it's just like this is the path. Like these are the days. These next few years are going to be a real opportunity to just light your inspiration in ways that you never knew possible. And that's kind of my point is like we're looking to go beyond ourselves, to be, to go beyond what we see every day and what we hear every day and what we feel every day. We're looking to expand and go bigger with love and in heart and expression and creativity and freedom, you know, true freedom so beautiful. And then that south node trining in the Scorpio is really asking us, like I keep saying, it's asking us to take our power back, like find the inner inspiration and use it as a powerful tool. Instead of like the south node is kind of like asking us to look at those places where we maybe have been giving our power away or not necessarily stepping into our fullness, not necessarily stepping into the places that are inspiring or giving us you know, in fact, actually, I've been having quite a few conversations this week with several students and clients about how our guidance systems and our intuition, there's a lot of people that are getting their, our intuition is 
becoming heightened right now. We're in a place where we can strengthen it and grow and expand it. And I think a lot of people are, that's happening for a lot of people, but they're not quite sure. Again, like it's, is that it? Is that really what I'm thinking or feeling? Is that, am I hearing that? And I, you know, and so it's just this part of us that's really being called to start to trust that. Yeah, we want to really trust our capacity to be able to tune in to hear that higher, that higher voice or that super consciousness I keep talking about. It's like this ability to really tune in. And I feel like that new moon last week really hit this point. And with everything I was saying about the final phase of Aries, what a great opportunity to really just synthesize that, like get real and heal your ability to tune in and trust your, our own inner guidance system. You know, in this, it obviously takes practice, but it comes again from this ability to find our heart center, to really expand our field and to then be able to breathe and circulate and feel that rhythmic heartbeat to really be able to tune in. And from that place, the sensory system is more activated. The inner knowing and the inner guidance becomes clearer and clearer the more we practice that. So let's go ahead and do that because we didn't yet this sesh. So just take a moment to find your seat or your feet. And it's just for a moment, you just want to find your center of gravity. It's usually down around the navel point. If you snuggle that in just a touch, there's no, uh, this is a gentle practice. There's no rush or, or like over efforting because your timing and your grace is the best timing. So take a moment and start to invite that breath into the system and out in its own timing, in its own range capacity. Allow it to expand and release in its own range. There's no right or wrong to how full or deep you can breathe. See if you can challenge yourself to expand a little further beyond your body and into the field that surrounds you a little bit more and see if that makes a difference. Observe the difference. And then for a moment, place your, you don't have to, but it's sometimes nice to place your hands on your heart center or the left side on over the heart and just feel the beat the rhythm. And you want to let that pulse and that rhythm flush and flood through your body from head to toe. And let that ripple expand out into the field beyond you in all directions, front and back, up and down, the diagonals, my favorite. And then just take a nice deep inhale. Suspend the breath for a moment. Feel that connection that you're creating in your center of gravity. And then invite a little bit more breath in if you can feel the edge of your capacity. I'm doing it too if you can't tell. And then you exhale. And relax. All right. So... 
that was a little bit longer than it usually is. And what I would say is doing a little, that little practice, it takes no time. You can just do it in two seconds, just ground feet, seat, tune into the, to the heartbeat and then feel that pulse ripple into your field to strengthen your field, to strengthen your auric energy and your magnetic energy and your center of gravity. And then, yeah, the more we get, the stronger we get in that space, we'll, we'll be really giving ourselves support to access the intuition and the instinct. <laughs> uh, so, okay. The other thing I want to bring up about the nodes that's really interesting right now is that the... Actually, let me talk a little bit about what the nodes, a little bit more about the nodes. So the north node, as I said in the last last couple videos, is the north node is the head of the dragon. It really represents where we're going, the future. While the tail of the dragon is the past and where we've been. And so what you want to do is balance. We want to balance our understanding between the future and the past with being as present as we possibly can. And that's kind of the art. It's like you point the ship, so to speak, your spaceship, your, your body, your soul house, you want to point it toward the north, toward the future, the north node, which is in Taurus right now. That's all about grounding and materializing and having a sensory experience, really using our ears, our eyes, our nose, our mouth, our touch, our sense of intuiting. We want to practice this and that will really help us to get engaged with the North node. We want to practice that and point the, you know, point our focuses in our energy in that future direction. Meanwhile, staying grounded in the present and observing how the past the past essence is sometimes, you know, like holding us back. That tail can hold us back if we don't work with it. And so how we work with it again, it's in Scorpio right now. And Scorpio is the mystic magician and powerful, powerful. It's a powerful um, zodiac sign. In fact, out of all the zodiac signs, Scorpio has three archetypes. So we've talked about the ram being for Aries. The bull is for Taurus, and then the archetype for Scorpio can either be a scorpion, an eagle, or a phoenix rising from the flames. Oh yeah, so it's very, very powerful stuff. So you can kind of pick one of those that maybe resonates with you more so and recognize how again, maybe where we've been giving our power back and how we can start to really amplify that scorpionic magic and that scorpionic power that is like, I mean, I really like the idea with of the Phoenix, particularly personally right now. And I kind of change up which ones I, I'm resonating with more. In my own observation and correlation, as I settle into the South Node in, Sag, in um, Scorpio energy, I'm really starting to, to resonate with the Phoenix I'm resonating with the Phoenix because there's this rising from the ashes and there's a part of us that has to really let go and like have it be cleansed and really burned so that it can feel, I don't even like to talk like about it like that, but to really let it have it, this, this 
incineration effect of like cleansing and and clearing and releasing the element of fire is so beautiful and powerful and having it be in the element in a water sign having it represented as a water sign is even better because again it has that washing effect the washing away love that so the the balancing between the past and the future is coming from our ability to really love and love and appreciate our experience of being human with all of our senses that we've been given and really learning to perceive and and tune into our our senses and how the world is communicating to us through our sensory system all while allowing ourselves to dissolve and disintegrate what is no longer necessary in order for us to be reborn, to be re-cleaned, you know, to be cleaned and cleared from old habits, old ideas, old concepts that we're ready to evolve from. So that's the no- that's the nodal transit. And I'll keep talking about it because it's like this thing's happening for we got some eclipses coming but the big potent the big potent thing that's really going on this week is that we've got saturn at 22 degrees in um aquarius and the north and south node will be moving at 222 degrees this happens on april 10th and so they'll be squaring one another and so that Saturn in Aquarius, again, is really, we're reshaping the future. When I think of that Saturn in Aquarius, I'm like, we're, refra- we're reshaping, we're reframing the future. And our, our, our work, the foundations, how we like organize around the future, around humanity, around broader ideas and, you know, in concepts that are going to help evolve humanity. So that Saturn energy in Aquarius squaring the nodes of the moon really have an effect of, again, it's like what we're building new foundations. So how, what, what kind of things do you want to lay in your bricks and your foundation of your new building for the future, your new structure, as far as like, again, your, your ability to connect to your sensory system as you take, as we take our power back, you know? So it leads me back to that thing I was talking about with the Neptune and Jupiter conjunction is that we are all becoming more heightened, more conscious, more conscientious, hopefully. And uh, that super consciousness, that higher unconditional love frequency being expanded and amplified through this conjunction is allowing us to dream bigger than we ever thought possible. It's, It's really, really making my heart just like feel so full and a lot of this is coming too from just a a state of being grateful too like being grateful for the moment and that you know there's a lot of change going on but to be able to really recognize the things that are feeding us and helping us through this time and and just nurturing that which is working and giving us energy versus allowing the things that are taking our energy away to dissolve yeah, we really just want to practice tuning in and feeling the rhythmic nature of our own timing here on earth and just being present with it and really appreciating it and getting full and expanding that way and being love and giving love and receiving love from that place can be 
one of the best tools of helping us get power back and also give power to other people. It's like really we're looking for leadership and empowerment these days. And I feel like the embodiment of this that we're going to, that I think as a collective, we're going to be learning through the North Node in Taurus, the axis of love and power and the South Node in Scorpio. I feel like uh, we're in a really, this is a really unique moment where we can start to, we're uplifting ourselves and then uplifting each other. And I just feel like that's the whole point. Like if you see somebody like holding that vibration, that loving, unconditional, loving, high vibration, and they're living their life and they're doing their things. It's so, it can be inspiring and helpful. And it's just the more of us that are being grounded and present and centered with this loving frequency, this higher frequency on the planet, the more we can heal and kind of transcend some of this heavy stuff that has been happening and continues to happen. But we just want to send some love and prayers around that. Just love and positive energy, however you want to talk about it. Um, so that's that. Those are the main transits that are happening this week as I record this session. And I again just really want for all of us to start to to find that that part of us that can synthesize and really embody in these like last these last degrees of of Aries, just embody and really come to a place where we can start really living in the moment so that with our instinct and our intuition intact, so that we can start to tune into a higher frequency, share and radiate that higher frequency for the good of all and for ourselves as well. And uh, I think through that, we'll find some really beautiful balancing between our own connection of, of our love and power in this time. So boom, <laughs> evolutionary pathways coming your way, guys. So let that, let that, let the squares help you move forward rather than hold you back. Okay. I'm waxing. Let's do this. The other thing I was looking to do in today's session is share a little bit more music with you. So the theme song that I use on the intro and outro of every show is actually called New Beat Six. And it was, it was, composed by my dearest friend and mu and fellow musician of my of the band I'm in the freedom movement his name is MCAD and new beat 6 was a track that he gave me years ago that I actually recorded a song on and there's a funny story behind it because I there um there's a couple of us in the freedom movement that were looking to take some tracks to drop some new music on and it's one of these things where when I first heard it, I was like, I call it. And uh, anyways, I'm so I'm super grateful for MCAD, my brother Dukes, to be able to share this music with me and us so that we can use it not only for the track that I'm about to drop exclusively to you, my sweet living in rhythm listener, um, but also it's uh, I'm just grateful that I can use it for this theme, for the theme of this show. It's been so fun and I love it. So I hope you enjoy it and yeah, we'll talk soon. There are so many beautiful things going on right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now. Beautiful things going on right now, right now. There are so many.
with everything in this life to the fullest. Of a positive vibe, abundance is just a state of mind through the heartbeat. Galactic rhythms align with oneness with everything in this life to the fullness. Of a positive vibe, abundance is just a state of mind through the heartbeat. Galactic rhythms align, yo. Align, yo. Align, yo. Align, yo. I dip my feet into the vortex, deepening into my own manifest, and let the water wash over me. Inhale, exhale, and set it free. Know thyself, love your soul. Know your soul, love yourself. Let your soul feel the flow. Feel yourself, let it go. Right now, right now, right now. Right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now, right now. There are so many beautiful things going on right now. With everything in this life, feel the fullness of a positive vibe. Abundance is just a state of mind through the heartbeat. Galactic rhythms align. Oneness. With everything in this life, feel the fullness of a positive vibe. Abundance is just a state of mind through the heartbeat. Galactic rhythms align, yo. Align, yo. Align, yo. Align, yo. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's session. If you are looking for a little bit more information and you're looking to get a little bit more personal and customizing your practice, please drop me a line or check the website livinginrhythm.com to to book a session. And uh, stay tuned. I'm about to announce the upcoming workshop series that I'm going to be having on the eclipses, which will be really helpful as well for anybody that's looking to personalize the eclipse season and customize it so that we can maximize these transits as they show up. So check out the website or reach out to me on Insta and we'll be talking soon. Thanks again for tuning in. Much love, y'all. Peace.